taken me ages to settle down. I don't know why. I'm cold for a start, uh, despite having about 25 layers of clothes on, including a dressing gown. Uh, and it's not an old cow dressing gown either. I'm clutching my tea. Um, and uh, I don't know what to say really. I'm just cold. And I've got into a tangle with my leads. Anyway, welcome to episode 139 of Mr. Bird Pods. Yeah, well, I went running this morning and um, it was cold. It was really cold. And then it started raining, uh, and at which point I was frozen. Uh, and then I got home and I was boiling hot. And then suddenly I was freezing cold again. Um, so that was that, really. Um, so it's been, I don't know what sort of week it's been. It's been quite, it's been quite a quiet week, actually. I don't think I've got much to say. I'm sure I managed to fill in 20 minutes though. Um, I've got this plant that's dying. It's one of the 20 million plants that Darren bought me for my birthday. Can't just buy me one plant. He had to buy me five. Uh, so everywhere, every time I go into a room, I have to think of him. Uh, I can't keep it alive. I'm down to the last four leaves on it. And uh, it's a heart's tongue fern. And I'm usually quite good with houseplants. I've tried everything with this. I've tried underwatering it. I've tried overwatering it. I've been moving it around. It was in the bathroom. Now it's in the front room next to me. It's really unhappy. Uh, and I'm also trying to uh, revive my uh, Hippiastrum amaryllis, but I'm not sure that's going to work. I overwintered the uh, bulb, but. Uh, I'm not um, convinced anything's going to happen with that anyway. It's not very interesting. Uh, so um, yes, there was there was turmoil last week. You'd have thought the world was ending because I got the podcast out episode out a bit late because the plumber came round. Um, I don't know. There was just there was mass hysteria. I mean, my WhatsApp was buzzing, and. Um, there's quite a few people walking backwards and forwards today. I don't recognise any of them. Oh, no, no, I do know that woman because she lives down the road. I do see her a lot, actually, but I actually don't know where she lives. But I do see her a lot. She's about the only person I do see a lot of. And, um, yeah, so, and it might be a bit late today because I've got another drama today because I've got to go to the dental hygienist. Now, last Monday, I was supposed to go to the dentist, except I wasn't supposed to go to the dentist's. Uh, I turned up a day early. So I then went back on the Tuesday uh, and I got really annoyed about the whole thing, actually, because, well, I, I got I got it. The appointment was for nine. I was there about five, two. Um, there was no receptionist. She came bundling in after I got there with her coat on and started answering the calls. So she was obviously late. None of the dentists seemed to be in their rooms. So I waited ages. Then I got shuffled into uh, one of the dentist's rooms sat there only told they made a mistake and I shouldn't be there so I got put back into the waiting room um and then uh I had to wait again and then I went into the proper uh room and he spent about all of 30 seconds looking at my teeth I, I'm just starting to get annoyed with it all now I just think they're all you know it's uh well do you want your teeth whitened no I don't a car I don't oh they're parking who's that no, they're doing three-point turn. I don't know who they are. And um, do you want your teeth whitening? No. 
I don't. I've got a wobbly. Oh, are they doing? I've got to keep an eye on that. I've got a jutting out tooth at the front. Uh, that they, every time they ask me, do I want it straightening? No, I don't want it straightening. Stop asking me. A very sporty looking man's just got out and wandered off. I mean, who's he and why is he parked there? I find it really annoying. Anyway, um, and then because I don't want, you know, £3,000 of private aesthetic treatment done, they just lose interest. So, uh, yeah, he spent 30, about 30 seconds poking around, so they'll come back in a year. Oh, fine. Uh, but you've got a bit of tartar, whatever it's called, building up, going to the dental hygienist. I'm sure I'm meant to have a clean within my NHS, 20 whatever pounds it is. I pay, but uh, it didn't clean anyway. So I went tootling into the, um, I went tootling back into the reception to pay and she charged me £53.80. I said, well, shouldn't it be £23.80? She said, oh, that's a deposit for your dental hygienist appointment. I thought, well, tell me before you put that through. Um, I found that I find that really annoying actually when people charge you for stuff and they haven't told you what it's for. I mean, I haven't seen the person, and I'm you know I don't particularly want to put a deposit down. Thank you very much, but apparently I had to. Uh, <coughs> anyway, long story long, I then had to ring them. Oh, then I get a text, and I'm fed up with these texts with a link saying, "Oh, go fill in these forms." So it's now all everything's got to be filled in on your phone through forms, which just annoys me. And then, and it's the information they've got. I don't know why I just have to keep giving them the same information over and over again. And uh, anyway, so this was for the dental hygienist appointment, which is today at three o'clock, actually. So I'm going to have to uh, get a move on with this. And um, so I had to click the link on the message and then I had to put my date of birth and my surname in. Uh, and then that said, that will take me through to the forms, except it didn't. It didn't go anywhere, so I kept. I didn't want to keep doing it because I put my date of birth in. I don't want to keep putting my date of birth in over and over again. I tried it a couple of times, switched my phone off, you know, wasted a while, blah blah blah. I didn't anywhere. So I rang the dentist. Fifty minutes, uh, I waited. Twice, I got to you are first in the queue, uh, only to be told about a minute later they're too busy. Uh, leave a message. I'm not leaving a message. I either speak, want to speak to someone or not speak to somebody. Um, 50 minutes, oh, that went on and I just gave up. Um, it's, it's because there's one receptionist there and they're, they're dealing with people in person and answering the phones probably. So um, anyway, later that day, I was walking back from somewhere and the phone rings and it's the dentist. Uh, and he says, oh, you, you were ringing earlier on. I hadn't left a message, so he didn't have to ring me. I said, yeah, I, I can't make this thing, this link work to fill in the forms. Oh, he said, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work very often. Uh, just fill it in in paper when you come in. I thought, well, that's really useful. You've got a system in that doesn't work very often. What's the point of that? And then he said, um, oh, before you go, he said, did you pay for your treatment? I just thought, you know, I said, yes, I paid £53 because I had to pay some deposit for the hy dental hygienist. And he said, oh, right, fine then. And I thought, I put the phone down and I was walking along, so I wasn't thinking straight anyway. But I thought, well, why are you asking me that? It's, you know, are you accusing me of not paying for my dental treatment? Or are you just disorganised and you've lost records of the fact that I have paid for it? Either way, I'm not impressed. So they're not in my good books at the moment. And they're all smiley, smiley, smiley all the time and uh, super friendly and it just go.
It's my diary. Um, just get some of my nerves. The last but one time I went to the dental hygienist because I object to having to pay £30 to go and see them because I think you should clean your teeth in your NHS uh, checkup, but they never do. Uh, I think it's because they don't make money. I think they lose money ultimately. But um, she treated me like a three-year-old. She was at one. She was just awful. Uh, the woman I saw last time, she was all right. And I hate, I hate that. Oh, God. I just cry all the way through. I think we've been through this before. I just cry through it all. I can't bear it. Or cleaning teeth. Anyway, so I've got that to look forward to in an hour and ten minutes. Um, we'll see what happens then. And I should report back next week. Um, and it's £30 well spent. So, um, yeah, and then the plumber turned up last Monday. Uh, unexpectedly. Because uh, we've had a dripping tap in the kitchen. Yeah. Lesson learnt. Uh, and I did tell Darren this, and actually I got a nice reply from him, which made a change. Uh, the dentist said, no, got the dentist. The plumber, I'm obsessed now. The plumber said, and I'm looking at somebody who's just come out of a house over the rows I've never seen before. Uh, um, the plumber said, do you use, the tap was dripping, do you use Vical or... Uh, Silic bang. I said, yes. He said, don't use them on your taps because they've got acid in them and they er erode your taps. I think it's all right to use them on sort of your drain, draining boards and sinks and stuff, but not around the tap itself because uh, he had trouble getting the tap off because of Is that person gone. It just disappeared. Another. And um, yeah, so that's a warning to us all. Don't use Viacal or similar products, Silic bang, on your taps. Um, put me off using uh, them anywhere on anything, to be honest, when I've said it's got, they've got acid in them. So um, he was lovely and did a very quick job and replaced our taps because basically we've got, I don't need to go into the details of what was wrong with it. So, um, uh, yeah, so the, that's the one water thing gone. I think we've still got damp coming in the bedroom, but I can't work out whether it is or it isn't. There's still damp on the back wall, which may or may not be our problem. And then we've still got the damp in the ceiling downstairs. Now, he uh, he didn't have too much time and I was going out to work shortly, so I didn't want him getting in, into that. But I said he can go and look at it another time. But he didn't think it is pipes under our floor. He said it sounds like it's in an odd place. So it could be damp coming in from an outside wall. <clears throat> he thought maybe our gutters are blocked or something and uh, might be causing it. And the damp's going in from the outside into the inside downstairs and staining their ceiling. Um, but they've had it in other places now. Oh, I don't know. It's all, I don't know. Anyway. So, um, anyway, it's not the cat weeing. So, because uh, we don't have a cat. So, um, that was that. And then, uh, yeah, so I went for a little toddle around. Now, yoga. Yoga's all changed because I got through my 30 days with Adrienne. And I got a bit weepy at the end of it, actually. I was quite moved, despite the fact that uh, it's all pre-recorded. <laughs> She's not there in the room with me. She's pre-recorded on my television. Um, I got a bit emotional having got through 30 days with that. I was very pleased. I'm very proud of myself, actually. And I keep saying that, but I am. And, um, well, that's a nice dog. And um, so I've thought, well, what do I do next? You can go, you can, I didn't realise she does have a thing where you pay. I don't know how much. Uh, and it's like a community thing. And she... Uh, listens to what people want and then I think she puts appropriate videos which is quite useful but I went back to 
she's got some foundations of yoga. So anybody that wants to start yoga, I can thoroughly recommend just Google you on YouTube. Um, um, Google you on YouTube, Adrienne, A-D-R-I-E-N-E, foundations of yoga. Um, and she's about 12 on them because there, there must be ones she did really early on uh, and there's no Benji there's no dog so um, and she's in a different room uh, but she basically she starts with seated I can't remember what it's called what's it called easy pose which is not easy for certain people like me which is just sitting cross-legged um, but I can now actually I do have to sit on two blocks I can't sit cross-legged on the floor I just topple over um, but I can do it comfortably now sitting on two blocks which I never used to be able to do so she does that one first so it's absolute basics because it all looks as if you're just sitting there doing nothing but you are doing things with your body it's quite an active pose it's quite difficult to explain it unless you're doing it then the second one uh, is um, I can't remember what that one's called is butterfly pose or something which is basically sitting cobbler's pose I think I call it just basically sitting and then you put your the soles of your feet together uh, so your legs open up sort of like a butterfly it's all hip opening stuff uh, and then you can do that on your back as well and then the third one which I did today along with those two is cat and cow which is like a standard yoga pose but she it's not a pose it's a movement but she talks you through very very carefully and interestingly and why I recommend it is because she what she's talking about in those basic videos that she's made a long time ago she's still talking about in her newer stuff it's all there it's all core stuff is still there um uh, which i really like she's not sort of sold out or gone odd or anything i should have gone odd but um oh no see these people really annoy me it's that i haven't seen them for ages it's a man or a woman and they've they've got on a bike and they've got like a thing on the back with two children sitting in it uh, and a big flag and I just think it's dangerous because it's so low the thing at the back um, I don't see the cars can see it I know they've got a, a flag but anyway and they speed up and down this road and just get on my nerves generally I uh, haven't seen them for a while actually anyway it's him today there's a pair of them uh, I just think it's unsafe I think they're Scandinavian um, so uh where was i he said so if you're interested in starting yoga and you absolutely want to go from because when i went to my first yoga class and darren had this problem when he went to one of what was he learning he was learning a language finish i think something um it said beginners and then you find out everybody except you has had some yoga experience and like when darren turned up to his class everybody except him had had some experience of speaking finish and it's really irritating because uh, you don't start off all on the same level um so this is absolutely you can't get more basic than this and i think it's really really important because you can you can be wrapping your legs around your neck and swallowing your toes but um if you can't get the basic if you don't get the basics right the bricks the foundations as she calls it uh, you're not going to get anything else right so i would highly recommend that for anybody that wants to start and they're only about seven or eight minutes each one and then i'm going to move on from there um, but very pleased with myself actually and um, generally I'm very pleased with myself as well at the moment because I'm also uh, I'm also playing the piano very well I've, I'm, I've got 
I'm playing two Chopin Nocturnes, uh, one of which I'm working on, the first one, which is a famous one. And then I'm also, uh, I've gone back to the La La Land score. So I'm playing Mia and Sebastian's theme, which is slow and then very quick. And then the planetarium thing, which um, my dad never watched the film, but I bought him the music from the film and he used to go to sleep uh, listening to it because he loved it so much. Uh, so it always reminds me of my dad. And um, the piano arrangement's really lovely. And I'm I'm beginning to own things now. I don't know that it just comes with age. I'm beginning to own the music and make it my own. Uh, I think I was when you're a child, it's like if it says soft, then you play soft. Well, I think I'm like this anyway. If it says loud, you play loud. And now I'm sort of interpreting and putting more of myself into it. I'm playing pieces of music I never thought I'd be able to play. I mean, to be honest, I never, ever thought I'd get any of these pieces of music. Uh, I'd never be able to play them properly, and I can. Uh, and I think mentally that's very good. And I'm doing really well with my Welsh, actually. I'm very pleased with that. Um, so I think um, I've got to have more confidence in myself. I just need to do some writing, because that's the one thing that I'm not doing at the moment and haven't done for a long time. Anyway, um, so the show is a joy. Um, it's one of my favourite shows I think I worked on. Uh, very happy with it. It's nice company. Uh, audience are loving it. it. Gets standing ovation every, and it gets a genuine, spontaneous standing ovation every night. Not like just a few people standing up and clapping, but everybody just gets up and claps, uh, which is always lovely. Um, fantastic performance, fantastic script, fantastic production. It's just a marriage of happy things. Uh, they create something rather wonderful and special. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, and I'm going to look forward to working on it. We've got press night this week. The previews have gone on forever. Um, so I look forward to going to work. So that's always nice. And then um, I don't think I've done much else. I've dropped, actually dropped my diary on the floor, as you heard earlier on. And I can't see. Oh, yeah. Yesterday I went to Suzanne, the Suzanne exhibition at Tate Modern. I have to say Tate Modern, it's just so big, it's just like, there's just so many people. Um, it's not my favourite place. Uh, we couldn't find a locker that worked. Uh, that was annoying to put coats and stuff away. Um, the toilets aren't very nice. It's just the amount of people going through it. The exhibition was, it was a bit, I don't know, I was a bit underwhelmed by it. But having said that, I was in there for three hours. My back was actually knackered. I thought I was going to have back trouble today. Um, I'm not a big fan of Suzanne. I mean, it's a contentious thing to say, but I, I really like his pictures of people, of which there were none. Well, there was one. Uh, there was lots of the mountain, well, I can't remember what it's called, that he painted, which I don't particularly like. There's lots of his bathers pictures, which I don't particularly like. Uh, still lies were lovely. Um... I really like those, but it was a bit of a funny exhibition. It wasn't that good an exhibition, to be honest. I think these big names are just saturated now. You know, we've seen the Monet's. I, I don't want to see another Impressionist exhibition, really. Um, they just put them on to get the crowds in, which I understand because they're going to make money, but then I'd rather see things. I remember we were talking about one of the paintings or little drawings was in the uh, in the Cezanne exhibition was owned by Jasper John. And I remember we went to see a Jasper John <coughs> exhibition at the Royal Academy ages ago, years ago. Uh, I, I don't know why we went, actually, because neither of us had any interest in Jasper John, didn't like the work that we knew. And it was absolutely fascinating. 
brilliant exhibition and came out. I just, I just want to go and see more things by artists that I don't know much about. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And then, uh, so I can't highly recommend that, but anyway, uh, and then, oh, I saw, uh, I saw the, uh, National Treasure on, uh, between shows on Sunday, Saturday, that was nice. They're having trouble with static, um, but it's just typical actors, you know, I'm having a bad day. They've got static. Um, I don't know. There's always, I just, there's always something, but that was rather lovely. And we found a nice little cafe on Strand uh, and had a rather delicious salad and chicken escallop. Uh, well, that was mine anyway. And a cup of tea you could stand your spoon up in. I was very happy with that. So they're doing all right. In fact, so we're going to see them performing on Friday. So looking forward to that. And then, uh, unfortunately, Darren's coming to that, which always spoils things. And then, um, I think that's all actually. Oh, and then I'm just booking, I've booked Private Lives with Stephen Mangan and, uh, can't remember her name, Diana Riggs' daughter. Uh, she's in Detectorists. Name has completely escaped me. That's way way ahead. And I've also just booked uh, Eileen Atkins, whose book I read, Will She Do? Can't recommend that highly enough. Uh, fantastic book. She is doing a two-hander in Chichester called 4,000 Weeks or something, 4,000 Days, can't remember. Uh, I'm very excited about that because I don't know whether she'll do much more now. She's 83, 84. And I've never seen her on stage, never seen her do anything. Um, so that's booked or imminently booked. And there's a load of other stuff I want to see, but anyway, that's all. Oh, and then I'm going to see Tim Crouch is one man show, which has got some stupid name. Uh, I'm going to see that in the Battersea Art Centre on uh, a couple of weeks time because he took the Arvon course that I went on along with Caroline Horton uh, when I was coming out of lockdown and sort of life was beginning to vaguely get back to normal, not think it ever did and never will. Um, and he's a lovely man. So that's really nice. I'm quite excited about that. He just needs to think about the titles of his shows, but I'll tell him that. And um, I've just started watching a new television program called Search Party, which according to The Guardian is a cult classic. Uh, it's got the woman from, she played the cousin in uh, Arrested Development. Uh, it's very funny. It's, uh, it looks, reading about it, it just looks a really weird series, but uh, I laughed a lot in the first one. It's all on iPlayer, there's about five series of them, Search Party, so that's good, I'm going to stick with that. And we're coming to the end of Vienna Blood, I don't think I've mentioned watching Vienna Blood before. That's detective stories, of their books from books set in Vienna around the turn of the 19th into 20th century. Uh, it's a detective uh, helped by a man who is a uh, psycho one of the very first psychoanalysts so he's just uh, it's all very new and people are very suspicious of it uh, they're about an hour and a half long they're not English they're in English but they're not English productions I think they're Austrian German productions so all the cast are actually German uh, speaking English bar the main character who's English is an English English person but in, apparently in the books they're not English so I don't quite understand why they've changed that um, but uh, yeah and then we'll have to find something else to watch after that uh, I haven't seen much TV this week actually. 
Oh, a big recommendation, if anyone's got Apple, or it's probably better in cinema, actually, I sort of wish I'd seen it in cinema, there's a film out called Sharper with Meryl Streep. No, it's not with Meryl Streep. It's with Julianne Moore. It's a really lovely film. It's a thriller, uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. It's very gentle. It's a sort of twisty-turny, you don't know what's going on, and then there's another twist, and then you still don't know what's going on. And the critics have said the ending wasn't very good. I really like the ending. Julianne Moore's just brilliant in anything. Uh, Sebastian Sebastian stands in it, and um, beautiful, which is why I wish I'd seen it in the cinema. Beautifully shot, set in New York, but stunning cinematography, uh, and it's just a really lovely film. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, nothing horrible about it or upsetting. Just a good old fashioned thriller, uh, of which we don't see many nowadays. So I can highly recommend that if you want some um, quality, uh, but not too brain taxing. Um, filmic and um, cinematic entertainment. I think that's all. I'm going to have to get ready because I've got to go off to the stupid hygienist. So, um, uh, yes, uh, I think that's it. Uh, I've warmed up a little bit, actually, but I think that's because I'm rocking like a mad person. So, um, take care, everybody, and uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>